welcome, welcome to another episode of the Just a Couple Dudes podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Flatiger. And I'm your co-host today, Anthony Michael Cole. And missing today is Frank Lewandowski, as you all know, the third. Uh, he's not here today, but man, I am excited about today's episode um, because we are interviewing. Uh, it's not even an interview. We're hanging out. We're hanging out, man. We're hanging out with Ty Snow. Uh, Ty Snow uh, was on the TV show 100 Humans. He is uh, human number 28. And uh, when I saw the show, I only saw one episode, and it happened to be the episode that he is most known for. I literally, I just, I went crazy. I was like, I, we need to meet this guy. He is so positive that I was like, people need to get his positivity. And then I found out more about this guy and just about some of the things that he's been through and what he's doing in his life that I was like, wow, what an amazing person. The world needs to hear about Ty Snow. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce Ty Snow, a.k.a. the Tic-Tac-Toe guy. <laughs> How are you? And Mr. Tigger. And Mr. Tigger. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Tigger. Yeah, we'll have to get, uh, we'll have to get the origin of that too at some point but do you want to go ahead Absolutely. and uh would you like to start i know it's putting you right on the spot but would you like to start us off with uh the song that got that that everyone's hearing your name for so the tic-tac-toe song everybody <laughs> oh sure here we go um this is just a little, little fun little do 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 hickey little song it goes like this tic-tac-toe tic-tac-toe love to play the game of tic-tac-toe Nine squares you play, put the X next to the O, put the O next to the X, that's tic-tac-toe. You'll have a lot of fun wherever you go, playing this great game of tic-tac-toe. Yes, dude, Ty. <laughs> oh, that oh, is man. beautiful. I got to say, man, this is Eric here talking. Um, so Anthony came over one day and he was like, dude, have you seen the 100 Humans? And I've seen a couple episodes, but I hadn't seen this particular one. And he sh pulls up the YouTube video and he and he shows me. And I'm thinking like, wait, what's the what's the point of this part again? He's like, <laughs> he's literally just explaining the game of tic-tac-toe. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know why, but my favorite, one of my favorite parts aside from the song was just when you were like, there's been a lot of winners and a lot of losers over, over the, the centuries. centuries. <laughs> uh, and if you're, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, this is a good like, game. I think you'll have a lot of fun playing it if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible, my man. Yeah, well, dude, thank uh, you so much. I appreciate it. It was really a crazy experience. Trust me. I had no idea it was going to get this big. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's let's talk about um, about how big what, what is going on now. So you, people are contacting you, I'm assuming. Yes, it's gotten kind of really crazy with the show. The show is actually doing really well, really crazy overseas. It's crazy overseas. And uh -huh. so I get a lot of inbox messages all day from all over the world, from um, as far as Switzerland, Egypt, Zimbabwe, uh, Israel, Romania, Australia, France, you name it. I get inboxes from everywhere all over the world about the tic-tac-toe song. Oh, People my are singing, They're singing version. They're sending me pictures. They're showing me their kids singing it, their families singing it, they're making the videos. Uh, DJ hit me up. I had to sing it to him a couple of days ago. He wants to remix it, make it to a hip-hop dance song. Oh, yes. Um, 
Oh, and, I want to talk to you crazy. Yeah, then I had to release. I released a single, so I have a single of the song I call the Tic Tac Toe Song and Shuffle. So that's on iTunes right now. Oh, that's you doing pretty well. And then I have a YouTube video, uh, a video music video called a Tic Tac Toe Song. So it's a video on uh, YouTube, which is going really well. It's just been crazy. The response has been crazy, crazy, crazy. Absolutely. Okay, so when did this start snowballing? When did this really start catching? Like, who was it that first hit you up, and when did it start exploding? Um, well, what's kind of interesting is when we filmed, and just so our listeners listening, this is April nineteenth. So just to give some a reference point, so you go ahead and go. Sorry, Ty. Oh no worries. So what's kind of crazy is when we filmed the show, we filmed the show in twenty eighteen. We filmed the show in 2018 and, um, at CSUN, and when I did this particular scene, I didn't know what I was doing. They just said, explain tic-tac-toe. And I'm the kind of person that <laughs> when I talk, people respond, because I'm just an animated type of dude. Mm-hmm. And, the guy, and the guy wouldn't say anything, and it was irritating me, like, bro, say <laughs> something, respond, <laughs> smile, something. Yeah, something. <laughs> he, he, would, he wouldn't respond to me. It was, it was irritating me. And see, I'm a music guy, I'm a gospel singer, I'm a choir director, I do all that. So my go-to is always music. If I uh-huh. sing it to you, you're going to respond. So when I was singing the song, I was just, it was off the top of my head. I made it off the top of my head, I was making it up. And when I finished singing, everybody's laughing. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. When they finished the scene, everybody, the cameraman, the crew, everybody's laughing. I said, why are you guys laughing so much? They were like, bro, that is the funniest shit we've ever seen in our life. Yeah, dude, for real, dude. I was die- – dude, when I first saw it, I was with this girl, Chelsea. And the reason we actually contacted you was because of this girl, Chelsea, actually. So we, I had actually already watched that episode, and I had cracked up, right? Well, it just so happened that she wanted to watch it. And I was like, oh, we got to watch this one episode. It was really good. And then it gets to the very end where you do your thing, right? And I mean, we replayed your song like three, four times and we were about just laughing together, having a great time. And then she, she says, man, this song is going to be stuck in my head all day. And as soon as she said that, you know, especially the guy in you, you know, you want to, you want to provide for your, for, for a lady, you know? Uh And uh, so that just, it just stirred something in me. And I was like, oh my goodness, we got to talk to him on the show. (laughs) Because people need to hear, like, I could just see the positivity that you had. And I was like, people need to hear this guy's story. I don't even know what his story is, but he's got a story to tell. And uh, I'm so glad that you were able to respond to us uh, because I, obviously, now that I've learned more about you, there's definitely, people need to hear your story. And it's so awesome because as soon as as we got done, the producers pulled me outside (laughs) And they was like, Ty, do you know that that song's going to go viral? I said, no, it's not. I was just up there having fun. They was like, no, bro, this is going to be one of the hits of this entire show was that Tic-Tac-Toe song. Uh-huh. And they told me that, and I had no idea. And we never thought, because it had been two years ago, that the show was ever going to come out. Because we never heard nothing about it. It was just yeah. quiet. And then when the show came out, and then the, for, as soon as the song came out, my phone, my inbox started going crazy, like inboxes and inboxes. And it was like, oh, my God. And people were, I was seeing stuff, blogs on the internet and articles, who's human number 28, and he's going viral. And I was like, what is going on? And then when I, I could, to me, it was just me being me. It wasn't no, like, performance. That's who I am. That's who I am with my kids, with my students. That's just Mr. Tigger. This does some stuff. But, yeah, it's, it's been just like, all over the world. People were sending me versions of this song. People were 
sending me videos. Some people were crying. People wanted me to sing it after weddings, after birthday parties. I had a lady wow. tell me that when she's buried, she wants that song played at her funeral. Oh, like, wow. it's, it's It's been like really insane. Surreal. Yeah, so what was the process of getting on the show? Like, did you have to, did they contact you? Did you, did you know, how did you hear about the show? And how did you, what was the process like of getting on? It was kind of, kind of easy because um, it was on Craigslist. They were casting for a, a TV show for 100 Humans Experiment, and it was on Craigslist. I submitted my, I called them, and I submitted my pictures, and I got a call back. And they Skyped with me that, that day, and they said, we want you on the show. And that was how I got on the show. But I think it was easy for me because of so much of the other stuff that they were able probably to pull up on Google or on YouTube of the other shows that I had done. So they kind of knew I was kind of like a personality type dude, I guess. So it wasn't hard for them to pick because they wanted people with personalities on the show. Sure. And that was it. And they picked me and they, was, and they told us filming dates and we came in. There was long days, a lot of work. But a lot of fun. I wouldn't trade it. It came at a good point in my life where I really needed it. It really did. Yeah, definitely. We'll definitely get into that as well. But you brought up that you were on other shows and you done other stuff. What What was that? I I wasn't even aware of that honestly. Oh, I've done a lot of different stuff. Um, I, they call me the Game Show Guru. That's my other nickname because I've been on thirteen game shows. <laughs> oh, my 13 man, thirteen game shows. My I've been man. On, um, I've been on 13 game shows. I've won three, one big on three shows. Um, so I'm. What shows are we talking here? Um, what I've been on Price is Right twice. I've won tw- both times. I oh was on, God. and I won a, a outdoor kitchen that was $15,000 and some heaters. <laughs> um, I lost that. I lost the Alpha Numero car, which was 80 grand by one number. So that's the big thing it was on my birthday. So it was oh, a huge thing. Man. Oh. Um, but yeah, they had set it up, but that's another conversation. They really wanted me to win. That was a lot of fun. I was on Let's Make a Deal. I won a truck on Let's Make a Deal. Oh, wow. Uh, um, so that went really well. Um, I've been on Celebrity Name Game. I've been on To Tell the Truth. I've been on Wintanity. I've been on America Says twice. I've been on Scrabble. Family Feud, uh, what else? There's just a bunch of them. I was on work. The family Feud America. one that you're on, was it your family or who are you with? It, it, was, it was my family. My family was on there. Oh, that's that, so cool. that was I was on Worst Cooks of America, which is a that was a hoot to do that with Amberell, and we were at war the whole time. So that was a lot of fun. I did a show called Fix My Choir, which was a reality show on Oxygen. When they tried to come fix my choir, and that was a a, a a hard trip down memory lane. I did a show called Crash Course, was car stunt show, flipping cars off of trees and running cars in the poles. That was kind of fun with Don uh, with Orlando Jones, um, just a bunch of stuff. Just so it seems like if you can represent yourself as a really good personality for one of these shows, then they they kind of reach out, huh? They keep. You kind of get yeah. it sparks more. Yeah, they, when it comes with the stuff that I've done so far, because my personality is such a, I'm a big dude. Mm-hmm. Not, not, normally, they keep you in their database, and whenever they call for like different game shows or reality shows, I shoot pilots all the time. Brand new shows, they want to try out shows. They call me in for those. I just did. Um, 
I did a beat this beat Shazam for with Jamie Foxx a couple of weeks ago before all the quarantine ended. They want to try out some new stuff, so they brought me in, and um, so just a, just a, when you get in that circle and they really like you, they call you for all the type of stuff. I've turned down a lot of stuff now because it's just you can't do so many game shows in one lifetime um, oh, before yeah. you get <laughs> game showed out. So, well, absolutely. <laughs> So it's been a lot of fun. I, I met a lot of great people. Most of the people I've done show, like Worst Cooks of America, the whole cast, we're still friends. We still contact each other. We still support each other. 100 Humans, we're still friends. Fix My Choir, we're still friends. Crash Course, which was in 2009, we still talk to each other to this day. And we all were competing against each other. So, yeah. Dude, you know what's so funny? I can hear it in your voice that you feel the exact same way as us is that uh, since we started doing this podcast, our literally our number one favorite thing is meeting the people and just getting to know the people and making these new friends across the world. Is yes. it not like the best feeling in the world to just be like, oh, I've got a friend there. I know a friend that's an expert in this. Oh, my friend yes. told me about that. Let me call him up. Like, that's the best feeling. Do you not agree? Absolutely. I love it. It's what's, it's what's really interesting is all the people that I've met throughout my career of doing different shows is that I have people in every state. Like I have friends who are cattle farmers and in, in, in Milwaukee. And I got friends that have Manhattan houses, Manhattan high rises in New York. And then I got people that got little islands down in Miami because they're from everywhere. So I say, Tom, they want to come. They say, they call us and we'll come. Call. You got a place to stay all the time. So I never have a lack of a place to go if I never go somewhere. Tell them I'm going across the country. And they offer their homes up to me. They tell me to come stay with them. They show me around. Because you just build good, solid relationships. And you never know when those relationships are going to come in to play sometime later on in your life. So I made sure with all the shows that I've done, I've made great relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes, it makes a difference in your life. There are people that you can call on and who can call on you because they come to California, I show them around. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, all, it's all the same thing. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, every relationship I've made, even like even with Worst Kids of America, me and Ann Burrell, if you watch it, if you go on YouTube and watch the episodes, you can tell the friction between us. But when I got voted off the show, she hugged me and she told me she loved me. And, and it was great. And I thought we never would get to a place of being at peace. And then when I saw her on another show that I did, she was on there. She recognized me and she said hi. And we hugged. And there's relationships you have that they never change. Wow, that's incredible, man. I really love hearing that. Um, so I might, one of my questions, this is Eric talking, um, is what's life like right now? I mean, I know there's the whole coronavirus you know, pandemic. People are at home. But what kind of moves are you trying to make now? Or is that something you don't want to talk about? I, I, I understand that too, but... What's life? What's life like for you? Well, life is is pretty good. Well, I'm a my my profession. I'm a I'm a team director for the city of Pasadena, so um, I do that as my profession. But we're off of work because the city's closed due to the pandemic. So we're off. So it just giving me time to work on some music. I'm a choir director. I work for um, Stevie Wonder's KJLH. Wow. I'm over, I'm over his gospel choir. So we had a concert. <clears throat> On March 7th, right before the pandemic shut everything down. So we had a huge concert. And so I'm, I'm the director of that choir, and I wrote a lot of songs for that concert. So it's given me time to write more music, prepare for recordings. Um, uh, with the Tic Tac Toe, it's given me, I was able to record the, the single 
and then record the music videos. So I got those done. And then I'm still getting calls about auditioning for different things. I'm working on merchandise. I'm going to be selling t-shirts and hats and memorabilia from Tic-Tac-Toe. Everyone's calling me. I want to show you. I'm not sure you ever had. You want to buy something? So I said, well, I guess I'll go into that venue while I have two more months of downtime. Yeah, you might so, as well, man. I mean, you just use that creativity you've created. You know what I mean? Like, use yourself to to monetize it because like you're a creative guy you're you you have this beautiful and powerful personality you know you might as well use it yeah that's yeah. what god wanted for you man is like he he wanted your personality to spread absolutely i i absolutely believe that this was not just a fluke you know you're just a good person obviously you've worked very hard you built a like you said you were doing all these tv shows and they were a lot of fun but now that this is happening Really, if you look at it, you've built a foundation and a foundation that something can really be built off of it. Do you not agree? Yeah, it's absolutely crazy because I've always wanted to do TV. TV's always, TV and music has always been my love. My, I come from a musical family, an entertainment family. They've always loved that. But it was always been more of my passion to do the TV side. And because of this particular experience with Tic-Tac-Toe, I believe it's going to open a lot of doors because I'm not a person. I like to help people. And I've uh -huh. always been that person. That's why I've always worked with kids and teenagers on my entire career has been in recreation or education. So, because I've always wanted to help those who couldn't help themselves. So I'm I'm praying, like I said, I pray all the time that God really allows me to get the notoriety and the publicity and the authority where I can invoke change in other people's lives through this song and through the, the prestige that may come from it. So, so, we're, we're, Eric's so. cracking up a new one, but, uh, no, you know, uh, I know that's something you pursued and you know, it's so funny is God is he's steadily, he's been answering your call every day, but it's so yeah. funny because, um, well, I think we, after this, after I say this, let's go into your story about uh, some of the struggles that you've been through. Uh, but you know, so you've been working with kids. You said you wanted to just better people's lives. And I can say here at, uh, just a couple dudes podcast, we feel the same. That's why, we are, we're all about just bettering men and people in general. Um, and and it, it's whether it's just it's spreading a laugh to them or it's talking about the hard subjects, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And we we just we want people to have a better day after they listen to our podcast. And uh, I can tell you have that as well. And you worked in special education, I believe, as well. Correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, so I want you to go into just you know, you've been wanting to, you know, work with people and how, how you were, you've been asking God for this. Like, I just want to continue working with people and how there were some hard times and, uh, where you didn't, where you didn't see God's plan. Let's just say that. Can you, can you talk about how you're seeing where you're at and where God's plan is taking you now? Um, it's, it's, it's really, um, it's, it, it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy. Um, being, be kind of growing up in church and my dad was a pastor. My mother was a pastor's wife. I did the whole PK preacher's kid thing and having been to that side and being in ministry for so long, I've always been taught that if you stay steadfast, you keep going, it's going to work, it's going to work, it's going to work. And even in that, it's been some difficulties. Um, life didn't really get really hard. Um, until, well, life has been this interesting because I've always been a different type of person. But in 2015, my mom passed. Oh, man, I'm and, sorry. And, the, and that, that was, uh, that year was a turning point 
in my entire life. Um, up to that point, I had been doing a lot of great stuff. My mother was my musician. She was my organist. She played for me for years throughout, throughout my musical career. But in 2015... What did your I mom play? She played organ and piano. Organ and piano. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. continue. So, so in, But in 2015, I lost seven people in, in that year. Oh, wow. Um, people, were, people were dying so fast in my family that I literally couldn't keep up. Um, my, my uncle in April 2015, my uncle died April 2015, and then turned around. My mother died in June 2015. Then my brother died December 2015. Then I had a grandfather that died March 20, uh, January 2016. My uncle died February 2016. Another mm. uncle that died March 2016. It was, it was so much that I literally was losing my mind. Literally yeah. was, was losing my mind and then having to be, um, and unfortunately, a lot of my family members, my mother, especially, they weren't, didn't have insurance, so they had to carry the financial weight. And when my mother passed on June 30th, I was filming Worst Cooks of America when my mother passed. I was in New York. My mother lived in Vegas. And my mom, when my mom died on a Tuesday, I flew, I was flying back that day and she died the day I was flying back. And I had to go to work the next day to help pay for it. So I didn't oh, have, I couldn't gosh. even more I couldn't even mourn my mother's death because I had to go to work. Gosh. So um it was really it was really rough and dealing with that and family and you're picking out caskets and it doesn't seem real until you're in the moment that your mother is really gone. And my mother was only fifty when she died. Mm. Oh man. So she wasn't old and she just her heart gave out and um so it was one of those things where it was a lot of stress on me. And with me being Mr. Tigger, I had to live through that because I had my kids and my teenagers and my choirs who were looking for me to be the rock for them. And it's hard to carry, put a smile on your face when you're crying on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, but I had learned skillfully throughout the years how to be the happy guy and the rock for everybody and just swallow what I was dealing with and deal with it privately. So, um, so I was going to ask you that. So how do you, how do you ground yourself in that moment in that year, 2015, when your family members are dying, you're kind of going through the lowest of the, the low people look to you to be the rock. How do you, where do you find, you know, your source of, of energy from that? Where, how do you ground yourself? And, and kind of oh. to add to that, like, do you feel like you almost cracked under pressure at times? Because I know so many of us have felt like we need to be strong for others. Um, but then behind closed doors, when that door finally shuts, we ourselves cracked down. Did that? Did you experience that? Um, I, I had two suicide attempts on my life that year. Oh, my gosh. Um, because I was so overwhelmed because I, I had really thought that God had forgot about me. I was like, I was like, God, I'm watching my family walk off the planet. I have pictures in my house where everyone's dead in the picture but me. Oh my goodness. And so how do you how do you level that when you believe in God and you know he's all loving, he's all giving, he's all forgiving, he's all providing, but you're watching your family members walk off the earth and you feel like you're by yourself. Yeah. And and so and my siblings, my, my sister and my brother who are still living, they weren't in the mental capacity to help me at all. So cause I had to end up being the patriarch of for them 
because now their mom and my dad was was gone. Yeah. So, so um, I mean, just to circle back, like, was it your faith you grounded yourself in? Was there a group? It, it was, were there were there people? Um, was there something you picked up on? Um, for me, um, it was my faith in God, which. If it wasn't for the Lord, I probably would have com completed one of those two, two of those suicide attempts. Yeah. Um, I remember driving around. I had bought a big old bottle of vodka and I was driving around the mountains trying to drive off a cliff while I was drunk. And my friend was chasing me in the car, trying to grab me in the car, ran into a, to the side of the mountain and I fell off the car completely drunk because I was trying to kill myself. Um, I tried to hang myself once in the closet. Um, it was just people don't understand how hard it is processing death when you don't have an outlet. And so I really had to do a lot of praying. My friends had to do a lot of interceding. Um, I had a really good circle of friends. My friend from Texas, my best friend flew out here and stayed out here almost two and a half weeks with me to get me to process to go on with life. Yeah, I think well, I think one of the things we've talked about before, we kind of covered mental health and things like anxiety, depression, suicide, is that, you know, it actually is the response. I mean, like if you can, I can't even imagine, you know, my mother's alive. If my mother had passed, if other family members had passed, you know, the, the natural response that you're going to feel is that sadness and darkness. And, you know, it's good to have I'm glad you had those people around you in your faith because. I don't know why, but we as humans, we feel like if we're not happy, then there's something wrong, right? Even though mm -hmm. sadness is a total natural response, you know, we feel like we should always be upbeat. We should always be happy. Like you said, you're Mr. Tigger. You got to always be happy. Um, but hey, man, I just I just want to commend you for getting through that. And I just want to say that, you know, God has really uh, blessed you with talents and skills because you're talking to us today and you've done so much already. And I have a huge feeling that you're going to do just so much more in the future, too. Well, yeah. I appreciate it. it. It was it was rough, but I tell people all the time, I thank God that I went through it. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I thank God that I went through it because because with with when you go through something like that and gives you a better perspective on life, how you appreciate people, mm -hmm. how you appreciate love, how you appreciate grace and mercy, and it, it took me through a lot, but I, I eventually got better. Um, and I said, I, I do well now. I have my moments when I break down. Um, but that was just a part of the pod. Because right after 20, when I went through that and kind of got better footing, then I developed pertussis. Mm. And I don't know if you know what pertussis is, but that's whooping cough. Mm -hmm. So I developed pertussis. I think I got it from one of my students in my special ed class, which took me off of work for three months and I almost died. Pertussis, I passed out in the middle of the street two or three times because the coughing was so profuse I couldn't breathe. So, uh, can we also talk about why you were in the middle of the street during that time? Oh, yeah. so what, it yeah. was kind of funny. I was um, auditioning for Big Brother, the TV show on CBS. Uh-huh. I've heard of and, it. And so I was auditioning <laughs> for Big Brother, and I was in line um, parking my car. And I started coughing to give the parking attendant the uh, ticket. And then I woke up. I had passed out and busted my face. They called the ambulance. <laughs> on, and, and the people in line were like, they came and rescued me. And they, and they rushed me to the hospital. And that's kind of how that happened. It's crazy. And not to laugh about that. But, yeah, you know, but, I can't tell you how many people tell me stories like what you're saying. Or, like, I just can't believe some of the stuff. 
like you right now, what you've lived through. It's oh, yeah. so insane, man. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it but you're like, here today. Yeah, I'm right here. And they rushed to the hospital and took me off for work for three months. And that's kind of led up to the Nick Cannon thing. Um, they took me off for work for three months. And because I was off for work, they repossessed my car. Yeah. So this is how this, but this is how crazy God, this is how I know, this is when I completely understood that God is here. God is so alive. They, they, yep. They, they, re, they repossessed my car on June 1st, 2018. Um, I was just, I was just got better enough to go do um, 100 Humans. So it all came full circle. So I was filming 100 Humans the last two weeks of June. Um, they were repossessed the car June 1st. I didn't get upset when they took the car. I said, the Lord give it, the Lord take it away. Bless mm-hmm. me in the name of the Lord. So I didn't get it. My friend like, you're not mad? I said, no. Gotta give me a new car. Gotta mm-hmm. give me a new car. So mm-hmm. ju- so June, the last week of June, I'm filming 100 Humans and it's therapeutic. June 30th was the anniversary of my mom's death. Uh-huh. That was the same day I went on Let's Make a Deal. And that was her favorite show. Oh my gosh, it's, it so, sounds so poetic. It was it was crazy. So I'm talking to Wayne Brady and telling him this is the anniversary of my mom's death. This is her favorite show. And I, I came here to win a car and I won a truck on oh, that day. Oh my gosh. On my mom's favorite show on the day of her death. Man, so, you know your mom was clapping and laughing. Uh, oh it, my it, gosh. Yes. You know she was so happy. And if you, if you watch the episode, I'm saying, "Mommy, I did it! Mommy, I did it! Mommy, I did it!" Uh, so, so it, it was crazy. So within 30 days, I went from having a car with a car note to a totally paid-off truck. Ooh. That was June 30th, and then later that that's year, <laughs> and then later that, that later that year, that's when then did the Nick Cannon show, and Nick bought me a car. Oh, so with God. so within that two years, I went from having no car to two fully paid off cars. Man, the cup shall overfloweth, literally. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I love that man. And, that is so cool because uh, you know, actually, yesterday we had a really good talk uh, with Mark uh, Mark Little, and you should listen to that episode too. You'd really appreciate mm-hmm. it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and your story reminds me so much of what we brought up yesterday, actually, and it's the story of Jacob in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Where the man was literally sold into slavery by his brothers. Then, you know, he's in Egypt and he's, you know, he's moving along. He's becoming successful in Egypt. And then he's thrown in jail. And this whole time, you know, God has a plan for him. He's going through these terrible, terrible, dark times. And, you know, we're sitting there, you know, this is so dark. This night is so long. And God is sitting there like, I've got a plan for you. Just wait. I've got a plan for you when the sun rises. Mm-hmm. And and literally hearing this for you, it's like I just I love it that I that I've been able to hear the ending of the story because I, it was yeah. so ugly. I'm sure you going yeah. through all that, and yeah. I'm just so glad to hear that. You know, God. You know, like you said, you thought God forgot about you, and God said, "Nope, I didn't forget about you." Nope, He didn't, and He just opened the doors. And so people say, "You're so blessed. You're so blessed." I tell people, if you don't know the story, you don't know the glory. Trust no, me, story. damn, dude, dude. See, I, I absolutely love that, man. It's, it's not about luck. It's not about any of that. It, it's you, like you said too. Like when you had your truck taken, how many things in life do we experience? Whether it be this, you know, shutdowns with coronavirus or whatever, man. You lose a job, something like that, and you really, you, you're out. It's out of your control, right? So yeah. you got to just keep going, keep persevering, and 
your story is just a perfect example of that. Oh, yeah, and again, absolutely. man, I just, you know, you're giving me goosebumps as we talk, brother. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's been great. So, like I said, so right now during the coronavirus, I'm going through all that I went through. I just trust God. I don't worry about anything. I don't stress out on anything because he's proven himself so many times to me that mm. I, I, I don't trip off anything. I don't. I, this Netflix thing, I take it in stride. I enjoy it. And I tell all my friends, I don't even let it go to my head because I know that God is doing this on purpose. It's not accidental that I have this notoriety. It's not accidental that he's given me this platform to do podcasts. You know, I've done a lot of these and I encourage people and I tell people it's going to be okay and listen to my story. I have a testimony and I really went through the, to the, to the hell, but I came out. Mm-hmm. So I want everybody to know that it's, it's not an accident. So I appreciate things in a different manner. I do. I definitely Man, do. I, I, will, I will say, like, I just feel like iron sharpens iron. And like you said, you know, it's it's you appreciate that you went through what you went through because times were so dark. It's like you really, truly understood how bad things can get. Mm-hmm. So then, I, I mean, I've been through some dark times as well. Uh, like you said, you you attempted two suicide attempts. I called the suicide hotline. Uh, and for all those uh, of you listening, if you're struggling with suicide, I hope this story impacts you. But if you really are struggling, you know, call the suicide hotline at 1800-273-8255. They made a huge difference in my life. Just one phone call within one hour, I had I had somebody that was listening and someone who she probably wasn't even supposed to do this prayed over me. And when I say it was the, the, the strongest prayer I've ever heard in my life after that prayer, my life was changed. So, so please y'all, if you're struggling with suicide, uh, call the suicide hotline. It, it, it is a great number to call. Um, but I did want to say, I feel the same as you where I've seen those dark, dark times. And so now every day it could be a regular average day and man, it is beautiful. I love it. It's I, it's like I have just a happy. I'm just happy because it's like, dude, it was not the hell that I had to endure, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I, yeah. I I resonate with you on that one, man. Well, well, being 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 in the gospel industry, I tell all my choir members and people that I work with that we we we've been we've been programmed that we sing a lot of gospel songs. But sometimes we don't internalize what the words were we're singing versus the beat and the rhythm. And we've been singing a song called Weeping Man Do It For A Night, But Joy Comes In The Morning. And mm. when, we, when you take that, take that apart, weeping may endure for a night, but when the morning comes, your joy is really coming. And I'm a walking testimony that my joy came after I weep during the night. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, what does they say? The night's darkest just before the dawn? Absolutely. 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 Mm-hmm. And my mother was such a strong Christian woman. So everything that she had in her, she imparted with me, her and my grandmother. So like I said, I, even when I start crying, thinking about her, I can hear her audibly telling me, stop that crying, boy. Stop that crying. You're going to be all right. <laughs> so, I, so I can't continue crying because I hear her telling me, stop that crying. You know where I'm at. Stop crying. Oh, and I man. stop crying. And then I go on with my day. Like, because I know that she's really up there interceding on my behalf and everything that's happening, like even with my new job and things have just been moving carefully, being put in place. And now that I have this time to really focus on the entertainment side of the tic-tac-toe and the Netflix show. And I know they've already been trying to, people were talking about getting me on the Ellen show 
to do the tic-tac-toe song. And hopefully of all that, God makes all that work great because it'll give me a bigger platform to talk about um, depression and suicide. Because people really don't know that just because someone's smiling does not mean they're okay. Mm-hmm, it just means they're, they're, that means they're functioning because they have to. Yep. Uh, yeah, I wanted to say you were saying that people are trying to get you on Ellen. Uh, me and Eric, when we first said that we were going to reach out to you, I don't even know if it was before we even messaged you on Instagram, uh-huh. uh, which you didn't even respond to that one. It was through a, via email. Uh, uh-huh. We actually found a phone number of yours, too. And we called that one. We, we, <laughs> we were like, oh, people need to hear his story. But um, what I wanted to say was our plan before we even messaged you was like, we need to get this guy on Ellen because Ellen has a huge platform and everyone needs to hear Ty Snow's story. The Tic Tac Go, the Tic Tac Toe, Mr. Tigger story. Everyone <laughs> needs to hear that. What I would love, like I said, if, if you guys have a connection to get me on Ellen, I would love to go on there. I, because I, cause she's such a great platform for positivity. Mm-hmm. She yep. loves people and she opens doors for people. And she does it consistently. It's not like she does it whenever she feels like it, but she's always helping people. And I'm going to tell people why I think God gave Ellen that platform. Because when you have that kind of prestige and clout and power, you can really invoke change in people's lives. Absolutely. And that's why God gives it to you. Yeah, big time, man. And you made a comment, you know, about. Like you've been to hell, right? So now you can appreciate life so much more because you've been to hell. And it just reminds me so much of uh, David Goggins. I don't know if you ever heard of David Goggins, but if you haven't, you should look into him because he's just, he's a beast. But he's, he's said something similar too. You know, he's been through hell. And I think that's a reoccurring theme with a lot of people. It's like, you know, the sweet's not as sweet without the bitter, right? So you don't really, you can't really appreciate life, unfortunately, until you've experienced a lot of hardship. But the beauty in that is that, you know, you're blossoming now, you're living now, you you have all this going for you and you have so much more to accomplish on top of the things you've already accomplished. And I think that's just what's so beautiful. And that's what we want to kind of capture here on this podcast is we want to promote people like you, people who have good stories, people who have been through the, the struggle, come out stronger on the other side. And it's just been so beautiful listening to to your story as it unfolds, man. So I just really appreciate it. Yeah, my the reason I'm most excited is because like, I just feel like I want to be like, We've only just begun. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, because, oh, yeah. man, your story is, uh, it's, you've, you've lived a part of your story and you're still living your story to this very day. And I just cannot wait to see where this takes you. And I can't yeah. wait for other people to hear your story, man. That's, you're going to change lives. Uh, as, like you said, you getting contacted from all over the world, you're already affecting people. And uh, I just cannot wait. Until you just affect more and more and thousands and thousands of more people's lives. Well, I'm so excited. I'm just honored. I'm honored. I don't take anything for granted. I don't. When you've been through so much, you every every moment you cherish. Every mm-hmm. time somebody calls me or inboxes me, I try to get back. It's so many. I can't even get to them all because it's so many sometimes. You need an I, assistant, it, it, man. <laughs> we need to hire you somebody so you can respond to these people. I, yeah, one of my, my that's what my sister said. You're gonna need an assistant soon because it's just I can't. I'm trying to juggle, and then it's so much. And then mind you, a lot of stuff that I get is in different languages. I'm getting videos in different dialects, and I'm trying to watch them and 
comment, and then I got the little Twitter thing. I never had a Twitter before. Had to get a Twitter. Not going to respond to stuff on Twitter, and then YouTube, and people leave messages on YouTube. So it's like, this literally can take you to do it all day long to responding to stuff. You just And I just don't get to everything. It's just, but I just, I can imagine now who people who are who are like Cardi B or like Jamie Foxx, all the messages they get, they just don't even, they can't even, it's overwhelming. And I'm you know, on a I, very small scale, and it's overwhelming. <laughs> dude, I, well, I can tell you this. Uh, I speak on behalf of Jack Podcast. Um, I want you to become so busy that you don't need an assistant, you need a team. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, that's what we want for you, man. And it's just like, I, like I said, I I only got to see a, a snidbit of your personality and it affected me and it affected, uh, you know, that other woman that I was watching you with, you know, mm-hmm. like it just, and everyone that sees you just seeing that one little song, for some reason, you were just so in tuned that everyone could see your personality. It's like they could see who you were through this song that you created right on the spot about the mundane song, the mundane game of tic-tac-toe. <laughs> you made the mundane go insane in one song. It was, it was crazy, bro. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> my, my, my friends always say, well, you writing songs all the time, finally pay it off. Cause I would write songs on the spot at church, at home. Everyone wanted to write the song or something. So, you know, Man, God's like, stop writing about me. Write about tic tac toe. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it. That's what I did. It's just so cute. I, I put a I put a video up on my Instagram. Um, yes, two days ago, uh, Ava and Marcus, his two little kids, who did a, a parody to be singing the song, the most adorable thing in the world. And I said, that's what I want to see. That's what makes me feel good to see people just kids. Adults, even with the tic-tac-toe shuffle, the dance, I made the dance so all ages can do it. So oh, yeah, we it. haven't even talked about that, man. You're Yeah, well, everyone knows you're a singer if you listen to the first part of this episode. But, yeah, this dude can dance. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just enough, right? <laughs> Just enough, yeah, my- I, I didn't get all the dancing chops, but I got just enough to get through the bed floor. <laughs> oh, that's, per- that's perfect. Oh, man. So, okay, so we did talk about um, when would you say that things – I kind of asked this earlier, but and we kind of skirted around like a definite answer. Um, when would you say this all began to snowball, this this whole tic-tac-toe part? Um, the show the show aired on March 16th. That's when no the show aired, I'm sorry, March 13th. I so about a month ago. About a month ago. I say that Friday the show dropped. We did a premiere party. By Monday, it was no holes barred by Monday. It really? was crazy. Netflix had reached out to me. Their their publicity department and they said, We want to get you on a lot of stuff, but everything is closed in Hollywood. So there's nothing they really can do. Um, when we were in the, in the show 100 Humans, we were top 10 for two weeks straight. We had got to number four. We were four, six, and eight for a long time between those three um, um, settings. But overseas, we were number one in Canada, number one in Australia, oh. number one in Mexico, number one in everywhere. We were huge overseas. It's like crazy overseas. 
Dude, I bet your your world has become so huge because of that. Like, you know, because we only think about our town, you know, our state, and then maybe our nation. And it's like, dude, you're sitting there talking about you're the number one show. You're a part of the number one show across the world. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. It's incredible. I mean, like, you're you're a brand. Like, Ty Snow, Tic-Tac-Toe guy, Mr. Tigger, like, that is a that is a brand, and you're selling a baby. I love it. Yeah, and it was really funny how things come full circle. When I was on Let's Make a Deal and I won the truck, um, me and Wayne had talked, and he called me Mr. Tic Tac, Mr. Tigger. So when when I when the Tic Tac Toe song came on 100 Humans, he saw it and he retweeted. He said, "Mr. Human Number 28, Mr. Tigger, my favorite human. I love you. You're my favorite person on the show." And he retweeted that on Twitter. So it was just it was it was just so like crazy like Wayne still remember me from Let's Make a Deal and now yeah. that CBR this and he retweeted it saying he loved a tic tac toe song and he said things it so and uh, a quick little side note on Wayne Brady too I absolutely love his uh, cover of Sam Cooke's Times or or uh, what is it Times are changing Have you heard that. Oh, oh no, I haven't. Oh, his his version of Sam Cooke song is beautiful. Wayne Brady's awesome, dude. Yeah, well, I wanted awesome. to add you were you said you were a part of like a Stevie Wonder organization. What was that again? Yeah, well, the KJLH is the is Stevie Wonder's radio station. Okay. And so there's a gospel choir called the Radio um, KJLH Radio Free Voices. I'm the choir director for Stevie Wonder's choir. Do you guys Okay, time out. Well, do you guys whoa, like let's talk about this. <laughs> do we uh is there any way this is like released where people can hear this from their home or yeah we have a, we just did a concert if they go onto uh youtube and type in kjlh radio free voices they'll have there's concerts our last our most recent concert we did in march there's youtube links of that if they type in my name which is um on youtube which is the real tie snow no it's, it's it just links to me directing the choir um, there's one song called Don't Take Your Spirit Away. I think you should watch it because I'm very East Coast. I'm very dramatic with my directing. You being dramatic? You must not have been yourself that day. <laughs> <laughs> I was super dramatic. It was, one of the, it was the biggest, the most popular song at the concert. So there's a version of me from, my, from a guy videotaping me, director choir. So you can find that on YouTube. Um, we've sang for everybody, Mariah Carey, we do Stevie Wonder's House for the Toys, Taste of Soul, we've done commercials with Ford, we've done a lot of stuff, and so I'm the choir director, musical director of his choir. Well, dude, so. I'm just, this is crazy to me, because it's like, to me, I'm like, this is just, how can this be? So Eric's birthday was, was it like two weeks ago, maybe three? It was April 6th. So April 6th was uh, Eric's birthday, and we were singing Happy Birthday, but we were singing the, the Stevie Wonder version. Happy right. birthday. birthday. <laughs> yeah, can you sing that? Can we sing that? Can we get a belated happy birthday song? He's like, nah. I just, happy man. birthday to you, bro. <laughs> there we go. I'll take that. All <laughs> right. But no, that really is cool because, uh, yeah, Stevie Wonder was an awesome person. And, and it's so funny. I love these shows because I just get to learn so much more about you than I would have learned if I tried to read articles and try to watch videos. It's it's hard to find all that research. So really the best way to get to know somebody is have a conversation. And that's why we're doing this. And, and Stevie Wonder is really a nice guy. He's really a genuine, nice guy. Having that stuff with him, he's really a good dude. Wait, hold on. Tell me, are you on first name basis with Stevie Wonder? Like, do you call him Stevie? Yeah, we call him Stevie. Yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, I love we caught him Stevie. I got goosebumps right now. But you know what's crazy is I, I tell people all the time, I put it on my Facebook. I've I've never I've only been starstruck um three times in life. And I've met a lot of celebrities, worked with a lot of people, but my biggest starstruck moment wasn't with Stevie Wonder. It was with a lady and the mm-hmm. the, the queen of them all. We Ooh. did with Beyonce. Oh yeah, I don't blame you on that. Talk about yeah. it. Talk yeah, about we, a just powerful, sexy woman. Oh my gosh! It, it was. It was. It was we, we did a show with Destiny's Child. My choir did. My personal choir. I have my own choir too, called Extreme Purpose. So I have Kane Joel H and Extreme Purpose. So my personal choir. We did a gig with with Destiny's Child. And Beyonce came on stage. Now I'm a Beyonce freak. I love Beyonce. And mm-hmm. she came on stage when we were getting we were doing sound check. And I said, You're Beyonce. She said, I sure am. Because <laughs> she's so country. She's so country. And I'm Foxy said, Cleopatra. I'm a whole oh lot of women. A whole lot of women. A whole lot of women. And 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 I said, Can I have a kiss and hug? She said, You absolutely can. And she gave me a big old hug and a kiss. And it was the craziest thing to me. You kiss Beyonce or she's kissing yes. you? Yes. Beyonce oh, kissed me and Ty, hugged me. you dirty dog. I'm ending the show right now. <laughs> it was oh crazy. That was the most surreal moment to get a kiss from Beyonce. Oh. I, I so one of the moments where I would never ever forget that moment, like ever. It was crazy. Yeah, I feel like I just lived that moment. I'm not gonna forget it. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. know, it's one thing, man. Is like I'm not even uh, I growing up, I wasn't into big choirs or anything like that. But you know, anytime I listen to to stuff like that, like a choir, it's actually it's beautiful. It's so nice. Um, even like I just was listening to some uh, Kanye West new stuff, and he has a like, mm-hmm. whole choir going. Uh-huh. It's so beautiful. It's great. I love the choirs. Yeah, I'm, I, I have a, I have a lot of friends that sing with Kanye. A lot of friends that sing with them. They love it. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. So I, I will say so. Um, so I kind of like you know referred to. I went through a hard time. Essentially, I had gone through a divorce. Um, but I will say at my wedding, I had a I and I'm just gonna fully say it. I had a black choir at my wedding. Because <laughs> y'all are so powerful. Y'all can do things that us white people cannot do. <laughs> like y'all can sing in the way, like there is some soul behind it. And I was like, dude, this is the celebrate that was this is supposed to be one of the happiest days of my life. And I want to celebrate it. And who's got more soul than a black choir? It was these three <laughs> ladies that were just at, it was in Little Rock, Arkansas. And, Absolutely. Oh, whew, so it came from the South, man. They just had that soul in them. And I tell you what, man, it was an unforgettable day, even though it was a terrible thing that I ultimately ended up going through. Like, that was still a beautiful day. I ain't going to let that be stripped away. So, uh, man, I just I love that this is like just a part of your life, that every day you're doing something that I only experienced for one day, and it was so impactful. Yeah, it's it, gospel choirs. It's, it's been part of my life. I've written songs. I've recorded albums with Kirk Franklin. I've been with Shirley Caesar. A lot of gospel artists you guys have seen I've worked with. God has really been good to this, develop good relationships. And I tell people, there's nothing like a choir experience. There's yeah, nothing I, I'll, like a choir yeah, man. experience. I'll tell you what, I worked with the Salvation Army one summer at a church camp. And so we had to do this thing called, uh, like, this kind of show is like a little choir concert. I am not a singer at all, but I had to be in part of the choir as part of the staff. And we actually had um, the woman, I, I'm blanking on her name, but she wrote all the music for Lilo and Stitch. And she's really huge in Hawaii. 
and this is where the 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 church camp was. It was in Hawaii on Oahu, and uh, she came. She kind of you know had us sing this song, and we did it weekly. And I'll tell you what, even though I can't sing at all, I love being part of that choir. Yes, because <laughs> yes. I could just close my eyes and sing, and like it just all sounded <laughs> good, you know. <laughs> It's the camaraderie and it's the family and 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 the, the camaraderie, the, the love and a choir, because everyone every, it takes everyone to make it successful. And when I tell my choir members all the time, is it's not it's not a me show, it's a us show. Yeah. Um, so can I just ask you? I got two questions for you. This is a little two parter. Um, so for you, someone who's so musically inclined and just so charismatic, is there somebody you looked up to growing up and you kind of wanted to emulate? And then today, you know, Ty Snow, who do you kind of look up to or try to emulate? Other than obviously, you know, I understand your relationship with, you know, with uh, your faith with God and whatnot. But outside of the, you know, the religion realm, maybe who do you look up to or emulate as a kid and now? Um, as a kid growing up, um, my my musical idols. I had a thing for Whitney Houston. I love Whitney Houston. Oh I, yeah, I love Whitney Houston. Oh, I was a Whitney Houston Lord. fan. And Whitney, and Whitney grew up in church, so it kind of wasn't hard to, to 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 get get away from that. Ricky Dillard was my choir director idol. Um, he's from Chicago. He has a huge choir called New Generation Chorale, and I used to study him. And that a lot of my flair and my dramaticism. Are from Ricky Diller because Ricky Stiller still dances like uh, Usher when he directs the choir at, at 60. So it's just amazing oh. to watch. And when I was able to do when I was able to do fix my choir, they brought him in as a surprise guest to me because I had never met Ricky, and so I oh, met him for the man. first time. And I cried Beautiful. and cried, and we became good friends. And to this day, we're still great friends. So those two pretty much were probably and Pag Bell was someone else I looked up to as a kid. Um, and then obviously my mom, my mom was my idol because my mom, my mom taught me to direct the choir. She taught me about music and how to um, get a song across with the anointing so it affects somebody else. Um, currently, who I really go in for, um, Fantasia. I'm a Fantasia freak. Um, um, who else really? Outside of Fantasia, I love Charlie Wilson. I study Charlie Wilson. Because his performance is really good. He's spot on as a singer. He's really, really good. Um, oh, crazy, and I tripped this out. Now, who I really uh -huh. liked is the, at growing, in my teenage year, I love Celine Dion. Oh! I love, yeah. I love yes. Celine. We Celine have a buddy was, that every time we karaoke, he sings Celine Dion. And he is such like a masculine man, but he will sing Celine <laughs> Dion. And it's beautiful every time. Yeah, Celine was one of the people that caught the African-American community off, off guard because if you close your eyes, you're saying you listen to a black woman because Celine's yeah. vocal choices was so urban. Her tone, her riffs, her runs was like, I thought she was a black woman for a long time. They said, Celine, I'm like, oh, my God. And when you put her up to Patti LaBelle and her and Patty and Shaka Khan are singing together and she's holding her own with those powerhouses, I knew she was the real deal. Oh, I big time. So you know, I still to this day, um, gosh, two two artists that me and a couple of my buddies we listen to, and it's so funny because we're just these like you know young white boys driving around, and we just love Mariah Carey and Alicia Keys. I just love yeah. all their stuff. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, they're oh, awesome. Goodness. We we say in background for Mariah Carey four years in a row. She's she's pretty insane. She's pretty insane, and she's gorgeous. She's oh, absolutely yeah. absolutely flawed. 
even right now, and she's what, 55, 56, something like that? Woo! Oh, she, and she's absolutely flawlessly gorgeous. It's, it's yeah. scary. Who am going to be that? Oh, beautiful. yeah. She is definitely. And then that voice, too. Like, she's one of my favorite uh, Christmas albums. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, it, it was funny when I did. When I did the when I did the uh, incredible blessing with Nick Cannon, I was teasing Nick. I said, "Nick, so how was it being married to Mariah Carey?" <laughs> That's what we're all thinking. <laughs> he was like, "Bro, you have no idea being married to a diva like that." What I went through. Oh, said, really? Yeah, he said it was an adventure. I mean, Mariah Carey. It's like being married to like Beyonce. Like you're married to an actual diva, the diva. You're married That's to Mariah. a goddess. Yeah. Yes, and, and oh, yeah, he was yeah, actually I mean, married to her. You know what's so funny? If I met like half the people that I want to meet in life, the one of the first questions is going to be like, "How is this person that you're married to?" You know what I mean? Like, it's so funny yeah. that we think like that. Yeah, I think about it all the, all the time. I've, I've, like I said, I've met a lot of great friends, and all the all the celebrities I've met, they all been cool. I've never met nobody with an ego issue or who was cocky or disrespectful. They all were. Cool people. I remember the first time I met LL Cool J, and that was just like crazy. And he was oh, so nice, man. and we laughed and joked and giggled, and just a bit as big kids. They're like living their oh, dreams dude. out. Oh, dude, right. LL Cool J, he definitely seems cool. You know who I want you to meet, though? Like, I know who you would totally vibe with. Cool. And like, I, I could just see your sassy side coming out with oh. TLC. <laughs> <laughs> like I could totally see that. I love us uh, some TLC. Hey, and what's crazy about TLC was the first concert I ever went to in my life. Oh, see, I knew it. I knew it. TLC, the first concert, nineteen ninety four. It was TLC. <laughs> I want to tell you how old I'm. TLC, Biz Markey, Bobby Brown, no. and Shabba Ranks. What? This is nineteen ninety four. The first concert I ever went to was a TLC concert. Oh my gosh! I feel like we could do a whole episode talking about that concert. Oh yeah, it was Bismarck crazy. Yeah. When Bismarcky is on stage, this is crazy. Bismarcky, Buster Rhymes, TLC, and Bobby Brown. First oh concert I ever went to in my life, 1994. I remember I had a T-shirt for it. <laughs> yep, a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. Oh yeah, I bet it was, man. Uh, well, I guess, uh, do you have any, if you could say any last things to our listeners out there, are there any last things you'd like to say? Um, I would tell everybody, and, and while, while we're in quarantine and we're dealing with the Rona, everybody just be smart, be smart, and mm-hmm. remember that we're in this together, and mm-hmm. one person's decision can affect somebody else's conclusion. So let's just make sure that we love each other, respect each other, support each other, and help each other get through this. Because we're going to be a better people after this. The world is resetting. The air is cleaner. The water is pure. People are back with their families. We're not on our phones. We're cooking dinner together. We're doing stuff that we used to do. People are actually picking up the phone and calling people, not texting people anymore. You know what I mean? It's going mm-hmm. back to that. So let's appreciate this time and try to make the best of it. And then when we get back to quote unquote regular life, not forgetting how it was when we couldn't do what we wanted to do. Let's remember it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's uh, what. And I would love for everybody to follow me at at the the real Ty Snow on everything: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. They even got me on TikTok. Well, they don't know how to TikTok at all, but they got mm-hmm. me on TikTok. 
Just follow me, send me messages, comments, pictures, videos. I just love it. This gives me something to do while we're while I'm locked in the house for for the next two months. <laughs> oh, dude, exactly. And I wanted to say, man, I I you have such a ton of like positive energy, and uh, we're kind of in this. Uh, you know, we're like you, but except we're a year behind you and we are just now starting out and all of a sudden this coronavirus hits, right? And mm -hmm. we just decided, hey, you know, we we actually, we both work full-time jobs uh, still. Uh, Eric is a dean of students and uh, I am a uh, uh, ICU nurse. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. And so we still work full-time, but we decided we're like, and uh, Frank, he's a nurse. He's, a, he's, he's not here today. He's a nurse practitioner. And okay. so we work all the time, but we were like, you know what? We're going to work, man, our asses off during this quarantine so we can people, people need positivity right now. Yes. And so if you can, man, you're such a positive person, you know, send us your positive energy, you know, send us your prayers because uh, we want, we want people's stories to, you know, reach everybody, you know, and it's not for self gain. It's so literally, you know, we could help the people that we talk to and also the people that we, uh, that listen. So, uh, you know, send us your vibes, man. You're, you're a great guy. I feel like today I made a friend. Absolutely. And I want you guys to do this for me. Do me a favor. When, if, if God allows me to get big, I want you to email me because I want to come back on here and talk again about now that I'm this big celebrity. How was oh. it from the last time to this time? Because I want to come back on here and share this next part of the journey. Absolutely. Oh yeah, man. Absolutely. And you know, and my vision for that too is like, I want you to blow up and get as big as possible. And, uh, you know, by the time we're, we're both in that boat, man, we, I want you to be able to us to come to you or you come to us and do this in person so that we can just, you know, really enjoy each other's presence. Cause I love the vibes we're getting from you and you know, everyone, we all come from, you know, a humble beginning and we all start just grinding, working hard, laying foundation, and then you build it. You know, you build it every day. You build it over months and years. And God, man, I just love everything that you told us today and that, you're go that you've been through and the stuff that you're currently, you know, creating is just so good. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I see God behind it. I just love it. Well, that's why, that's why so I much. say not, it's not if you get big, it's when you get big. We'll make this a part two. Absolutely. Well, thank you, guys. I love you guys so much. I appreciate you. And you're just thinking of me. You guys be safe and be careful. Anything I can yeah. do to help, let me know. Uh, yeah, man. And hey, I'll tell you what, too. We're going to, uh, you know, I'll send this this whole recording and everything over to you, man. Do whatever you want with it. Save it, oh. use it, edit it, whatever whatever you want. It's yours, buddy. All right. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're we're all about here at Just a Couple Dudes. You know, uh, this while this might be our quote unquote, our podcast, this is your episode. So we want just the love to be spread, man. So spread the word. So, yep, it's yours, man. We'll, we'll send it to you. And, uh, yeah, you already said where people could follow you. If you want, repeat that again. And, uh, for those of you listening, Eric, you want to tell everyone where to follow us and then. Yeah. So you can follow uh, us at on Instagram. You can find us at J dot a dot K dot D underscore podcast. So that's Jack podcast. If you want to look us up on Spotify, Apple, um, or Podbean is just J A K D Jack Podcast, and same thing with Facebook. It's Jack Podcast. Uh, we've been growing a ton. We're getting all these cool people. We had, you know, we're, it's just been really surreal to see this whole experience. So go ahead, Ty, and just let pe the people know one more time where they can find you. They can find me at the Real Ty Snow T H R E L T Y S N O W on Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. 
You can find me there. You can find the, the Tic-Tac-Toe song on iTunes, Apple Music, and you can watch on YouTube. You can watch the Tic-Tac-Toe song and shuffle the music video. Watch the video, make comments and messages. I appreciate all the love and support. And let's just make it happen. Let's make it happen, man. Let's this is just another day on the Just a Couple Dudes podcast. Thank you very much, Ty. All right, have a great day. You too, man. Have a good take, one. Signing take, off. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right, bye. Signing off.